Hi, I'm Melinda Estabrooks, host and executive producer of See, Here Love, and this is the backstory of today's show. It's a special show because it's the first show, first week of Advent as we launch into the Christmas season. It's the show where we'll be lighting our first Advent candle, and we'll be talking about what Advent is. For many people, actually evangelical or outside of sort of mainline traditions, Advent is a new thing. It's this posture and waiting for the birth of Jesus. And so you go through hope, peace, joy, and love, lighting a candle. And so we explain all that in the show and I love it. But what I love more about this topic and really the backstory is that <sighs> all around me, whether it's in the news or on TV or things that I read or even in my own sphere of influence and friends, I'm finding that there are a lot of people that are in despair, that they feel hopeless in their situation and circumstance. And in the reports we're seeing is that more millennials are dying of despair and more people are depressed and not finding hope in their everyday situation. And so this show is about hope, the hope that we find as God enters into humanity and becomes one of us to show us a different way to live to show us a way to love and live and to live differently, not by rules and regulations, but by relationship. And when Jesus was on the earth, he gave hope to so many people, women and children, those that were marginalized. He said, there's a better way. There's a new way coming. There's an upside down kingdom way of living. That's hopeful. Imagine a world where they thought that this was the world that they were to live in forever. One of oppression, one of, loss of opportunity, one because of their gender, they couldn't speak or do things. And then Jesus comes in and says, wait a second, let me give you a hopeful story. Me with you changes everything. Me changing the way we think and see people is gonna change everything. And that's such great hope. And I'm, and I'm hoping that this show brings great hope to you, that it's a show where you see, maybe for the first time, that Jesus coming is a story of hope to the world and as we light the candle maybe take a moment to pray to be silent and say god in my despair bring hope to me and to my family and to the world and that is a hopeful message that's next on see here love merry christmas it's the beginning of the advent season a time for reflection of hope peace joy and love anticipating the coming of Jesus, the one we hope in, the Prince of Peace, the one who brings joy to the world and the one who personifies all that is love. Join us on our Advent journey now. You are seen, you are heard, you are loved by God. You're not alone, you're fully known, you are loved by God. Well, welcome to our special Advent show. I'm Melinda Estabrooks. I'm glad that you've joined us as we wait with expectation the coming of Jesus. For the next four weeks here on See, Here Love, we'll be celebrating and sharing our thoughts on what this Advent season means to us. So we'll be two weeks here in the studio, and then we're going to be heading on over to beautiful Abbotsford, British Columbia, as we celebrate Christmas and the birth of Jesus. And I'm so glad co-hosts and new contributors are here today to celebrate. So good to be Glad here. that you're here. Cheryl Nemhard, new author, speaker, social mm -hmm. justice advocate, camp extraordinaire. I don't know, I'm just going, I'm, I'm gushing. <laughs> glad to have you here. See her love girl. Yeah, see her love girl. Glad to have you here and to get us started on the Christmas spirit. I know, right? Cheryl, 
yes. your favorite moment of Christmas? Oh, hands down. Christmas morning, yeah. uh, massive breakfast, and twist, my husband does communion. Mm. Which oh, is beautiful. So he sort of does communion for the family and then this like devotion on steroids. <laughs> <laughs> With, like slides and like PowerPoint and the whole thing. House. Yeah. Yeah, we're so all coming. You're all in for Christmas. <laughs> all I love in, that. All Cheryl, in. it's great to have you here. So good. And beside you, Judith Slavinsky, Hello. former lawyer and now social justice advocate and a voice for mm -hmm. women. Glad to have you here. You. Judith, your Christmas question is favorite food to eat make or bake this Christmas season? That's an easy one. Okay. I'm of Ukrainian and Polish Ooh, heritage. Yep. So of course it would be pierogies. Yes. And we eat uh, a Christmas Eve meal that is dairyless and meatless. So those are sauerkraut pierogies. So a twist yeah. on the regular pierogi. Nice. I love Thank that. You. We're coming to your house too. <laughs> sure. Mm -hmm. So communion and yeah. then pierogies. <laughs> <laughs> it's a date. Yeah. Yes, done. <laughs> All right, and to my right, Connie Dunbach, United Church Minister, that we're glad to have you here to give us insight about Advent. Welcome. Thank you. Okay, your question, favorite Christmas hymn or worship song? I love Joy to the World because it works at Christmas. You can sing it at Easter. I sing it, it. all year round. <laughs> okay. We may break into song at communion eating pierogies <laughs> later on <laughs> today. <laughs> joy, joy, joy. Okay. And then to my right, right, Linda Cho, how are you? I'm so good, Melinda. I love that I'm here with you. Church planter, pastor, marathon runner, celebrity handler. Glad to have you here. Your question, favorite Christmas movie? Okay, I think it's because it's been burned into my memory because of trauma, childhood trauma. <laughs> it's uh, Home Alone, hands down. Yeah, and everybody's like, yeah. I remember, yeah. now I can't be Home Alone <laughs> yeah. because of that yeah. movie. Right. <laughs> Gotta listen to your parents. Right. Absolutely. I love that. That's what I love about Christmas. The laughter, the sharing of story, and I think it's perfect. Connie, that you're here because Advent, as we celebrate, is about story. It's all about the story of God entering into humanity. So we brought you along, be well, because you're great, but also to help us uh, know more about Advent because many people don't know about it. So can you talk to us about what it is and then the significance of the Advent wreath in front of us? Okay, well the word Advent is from a Latin word, Advenio, and it means something that's on its way but it hasn't quite arrived. Mm. Okay. So there was a writer in the Middle Ages called Bernard of, of Clairvaux who said that really there's three things that we're celebrating before Christmas. It's the three advenios of Jesus. So the first one is when the incarnation, when Jesus was God come to live among people. Mm -hmm. the, the second one is anticipating Jesus' return to rule as king. Mm. And the third one is the in-between time when we encounter Jesus and experience him, him in our lives now. And so the Advent wreath is significant. It's, uh, it's actually a kinetic or an action, an action way of understanding Christmas. Okay. So the round uh, wreath, which is evergreen, is there to remind us that God is eternal. Mm. And oh, never so dying. Significant. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And each candle has a meaning. The first candle is the candle of hope, which stands for the prophets and the prophecies that were made before the birth of Jesus. Mm -hmm. Every week, the light builds as you light one candle or the oh, other. Beautiful. It lights the darkness to remind us that the light has come into the world oh, and the darkness has hey, never put it out. Yes, come yes, come on, preach it, preacher. I love it. I love that, and I think that's really significant. And I and I love bringing Advent in because I think mm -hmm. it's this. Moment moment to pause and stop and to actually reflect and anticipate and then light a candle. Mm -hmm. How many of you grew up with Advent? 
I did. You did. I did. You did. I did. And then the two, I no, did. no way. Mm -hmm. So it's a beautiful, incredible, incredible moment to yeah. do, eh? Okay. I love that. Well, speaking of hope, in our news and views segment, uh, we're going to be talking a little bit about despair and hopelessness, and not to bring a downer, but in 2019, this past summer, Time Magazine did an article that uh, read, more millennials are dying deaths of mm. despair as overdoses and suicide rates climb, and this was just from the summer of 2019. The article goes on to state that from a new report released by Public Health Group Trust, this is what was said. And I just want you to think and, and give some thoughts. Yeah. Drug, alcohol, and suicide deaths have risen in nearly every age group over the last decade, but the highest increase of 108% has been among ages 18 to 34. 36,000 millennials died deaths of despair in the last year. The opioid crisis has been a major cause, and they're saying that a number of generation-specific factors that are causing these deaths of despair, debt, wow. lack of health care, yeah. high housing costs, and lack of being a part of a faith and community group, mm. and even marriage, and has caused more mental health conditions and deaths to happen. Mm. What do you think about that, your thoughts, as we look at hope, Mm -hmm. the hope of the world coming, and yet the reality of our world that people are dying from despair. Mm -hmm. What are your initial thoughts? I, you know, it's amazing to me, this stark contrast, the fact that we are the most connected, um, the most engaged ever in life mm -hmm. through all of the social media platforms, through the internet. Um, someone can have 10,000 friends, mm -hmm. uh, followers, mm -hmm. and yet uh, just die of loneliness. Mm -hmm. So there's a real disconnect there, and there's this sort of curated life mm -hmm. uh, that millennials seek after this, the, the optics of things, mm -hmm. when really what's going on behind it's just so dark and lonely, and my prayer is that we uh, get back to relationship yeah. and, what con and connection. Yes, yeah. that's what they're right. saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I also, I also feel that um, there's such a sense of escapism that oftentimes one is slip into when something feels almost insurmountable. You just want to escape, and you're escaping through things like the substances that mm -hmm. you've mentioned. And I know even in all of our lives, we've experienced different types of escape, and yet the connectedness coming back in to find a way home mm -hmm. yeah. through hope. But you know, it, it seems to be that, that what we're escaping into are things that aren't really real, mm -hmm. uh, whether it's Netflix or whether it's, um, you know, recreational drugs or whatever mm -hmm. it is that they're engaged in. And I'm thinking about that soft place to land. It does relate to Christmas for me, the notion of my family and the stability of the family. There are a lot of families that are in crisis so that their young people mm -hmm can't turn to, you know, mom and dad being being mm -hmm. stable or, or their brothers and sisters being around them. I grew up with a large family and, and my son now, by association, sort of has that stability and that soft place to mm -hmm. land when he needs it. Mm -hmm. Any last thought there? I, I, I am. I, I think one of the things that my generation has to remember is that we need to take time. Like busyness has killed a generation mm -hmm. and left them isolated. And we need to just stop what we're doing and set it aside mm. and listen deeply to people. Be genuinely interested. Yeah, yeah. Because it, there's, there's no substitute for yeah. somebody who actually cares in real time. Yeah. So as somebody is listening to this uh, discussion and the stats on despair, we are going to counter mm. that with hope. And when we come back, we'll be sharing about the story of Christmas, that God entering into our human story is a hopeful story for a world full of despair. That's coming up. Start your week off with me in your inbox. Sign up for our weekly newsletter today for exclusive content of See Here Love. 
blogs, behind-the-scenes footage, and access to giveaways you'll love. Sign up today and let's start our week together. Check out the See Here Love podcast and get the backstory. Good job. Get the inside scoop on real issues and real answers on common challenges we all face in relationships and in life. Find See Here Love on Apple Podcasts. Well, we're back with this amazing panel and the story of Christmas is God entering into our human story. Why is that story so hopeful for the world? Mm. What are your thoughts about that? I mean, I, you know, being created in God's image, hope is within us. It's always been within us. But I find that something that's so significant about Christmas and Jesus's incarnation into humanity is almost like the personification of hope. Mm -hmm. Right. And hope is. And when you think about Jesus, he stood against the status quo. He he stood up against empire. He stood up against, you know, um, and it stood for the marginalized, stood for the broken, stood for the forgotten. And when I think about hope, it doesn't have the same, you know, PR as like love (laughs) or like, you know, the same supernatural superstardom as faith. But there's something so subversive about hope, hope that says no matter what I'm going through right now, I dare to defy you because tomorrow is going to be a new day and there is goodness that's going to come. And I just find that that subversive, rebellious, you know. So hope needs a new PR company. Yes, it does. (laughs) You know, with a cape, you know, and a sword. I like that. It's just incredible. And I just see Jesus mm -hmm. being that. And it's hope for the whole world. Mm -hmm. I love that. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, um, in the work uh, that I do in the humanitarian sector, we have been going into some of the most fragile places in the world and uh, recently learned a little bit more about the survivors of some extreme violence, Mm. women survivors of extreme Mm. violence in the Democratic Republic of Congo. Mm. And to see the kind of uh, work being done by both men and women in that country to help heal those survivors Mm -hmm. just gave me such a tremendous sense of hope to actually see men speaking into that uh, that, uh, space, Mm -hmm. to see that that women are valued and the survivors are becoming leaders of those communities Mm -hmm. and to see the connection that we have by trying to raise funds to support Mm -hmm. those efforts is really seeing a new unity in the world that maybe we really need to hear more about Mm -hmm. because we hear about a lot of destructive forces, a lot of divisive forces, but we're also seeing a lot of hopeful forces in the world. Mm -hmm. That's good. So people stepping in and bring about change and hope for people for a a new day. From a place of of walking in in Jesus' teachings. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Yeah, I like that. I love the Christmas story uh, because the idea that God came to us in the form of man, it, it it's it's such good news mm-hmm. because it brings a humanity to the deity that we mm-hmm. worship. And and so what what I love about it is it's this connectedness, the fact that God is coming into us uh, as a human. He understands. The Bible said he is acquainted with our grief and our pain. Mm -hmm. So we serve a God that has that is literally stepping into our story Mm -hmm. every day. Love that. Stepping into the narrative of our lives every day Mm -hmm. uh, is is very human and connected and understands pain and sorrow and grief. And his heart is broken when our heart is broken. Mm -hmm. And so it, it. it closes the gap, mm. yeah. right? From this sort of lofty God, deity, fairy, pie in the sky mm-hmm. to a very real uh, God on earth walking, breathing, talking with us. And a real person. A real like, that's person. That's the thing, a real person oh, coming. Oh, yeah. So right? good. So that's good. so good. Yeah. 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 And, and, it's, and Jesus has a different kind of hope. Mm. I mean, 
I mean, hope is, as we use it in our culture, it, it's something I wish would happen, but it really probably won't. Mm. And Jesus' hope is actually rooted in the ability to build the kind of character internally mm. that can withstand the thing that we're waiting for not happening yeah. right away. Yeah. It's like resilience. Yeah. It's, it's, mm -hmm. You're right, it's resilience, but it's that ability, it's that ability to hang in there mm -hmm. and not quit mm -hmm. until the thing that we're waiting for comes about. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And um, the, the thing that I think is amazing about the Christmas story is that everybody in that story embodies people who should have been disappointed in their waiting. Mm, that's right. But they stayed through through really difficult circumstances, yeah. whether it was Joseph or Mary, the prophets, mm -hmm. um, the, even, even the shepherds in the, mm, in the yeah. fields, mm -hmm. the, the magi who traveled across, halfway yeah. across the world for something that they couldn't see. I mean, hope is something that's real, but it hasn't happened yet. But we know that we know yeah. that yes. we know that yeah. we know yeah. it it's there. Yeah, amen. Because hope ignites us. Right. Mm. Yes. And I think that message needs to be shared to the world. I think a lot of people, especially younger people, they don't know the story. They don't know about the character of God. Mm. They have no idea that, you know, God came yeah. as a man to the world. I mean, and so part of the proclamation and sharing is you know, is something that we need to do. And I take responsibility on that. I take ownership on that, that I need to be more about proclaiming and living out that hope. Because think about that stat, you know, if 36,000 millennials are dying of despair because they have no hope, then what's the hopeful story? Hey, it's Chris, friend of See, Here Love with Melinda. Sorry to interrupt this conversation, but I just had to let you know that the only way that See, Here Love gets to produce fun and authentic conversations like this one is through your financial donations. So go to seeherelove.com and click on the big donate button. Thanks for your support. Let's get back to the show. Well, and tying you know? it back to, to those statistics, I think the notion that we don't need everything instantaneously, that in the waiting and in the expectation, we can think about what changes will come about for me that are positive when that event finally happens. I think that's what Advent is about, is giving you some time to prepare yourself mm -hmm. for the coming mm -hmm. of Jesus mm -hmm. and for what change that's gonna bring in you and the people around you. So it's not gonna happen with the instant kind of timing of your mm -hmm. your next uh, tweet or, or you know <laughs> social media post yeah. it just takes a lot of time to unfold mm -hmm. but in that time you prepare yourself for what's yeah. to come mm -hmm. so we've kind of gone on to the world you know sort of stage but what about us personally mm -hmm. how has hope the story of God entering into our story brought hope to you and, and really changed the way that you see the world and yourself on a personal level what would you say uh, hope has become my life jacket. It sustains me in every storm. Um, it allows me not to go under because I have a hope. And, um, and, and I feel like this is where we've been talking about this world without hope, people without hope. Mm -hmm. And so when we feel overwhelmed, when we feel like we're drowning, mm -hmm. Uh, not knowing that there is that escape, that there is that way out, that there is that rescue mm -hmm. that is waiting for us. That's where we feel so mm -hmm. lost. But I know mm -hmm. that there is there is hope and that Jesus is that rescue for yeah. me. I love the life jacket yeah, visual. He's a li Cheryl's yeah. 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 yeah, life jacket. Mm -hmm. and, and hope takes away our dependence on our feelings and our circumstances. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because you know, our, our feelings are what? like... What? <laughs> feelings are not... Yeah, but, yeah. No, but, but, you know, our our yeah. feelings are like a thermometer. They just yeah. go 
up yep. and down with whatever the external temperature is. And, and hope is our thermostat. Mm -hmm. Like we set the temperature. We, we, like we set the direction mm -hmm. with the hope that Christ gives us. That's yeah. good. Oh, it's very grounding and, and foundation. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, hope is, I've grown up with hope. It's my middle name. Actually, legally, oh. my <laughs> and, uh, and so, and so for me to even really contemplate what does hope really actually mean, God, and I think that's partially why I talked about like the grittiness of hope and realizing that hope is not like you said, it's just like positive feeling or like a plaque on the wall, but it's actually a supernatural and spiritual gift. I really believe that shows how we are, how that divine DNA within us, yeah. and I really want to share with the millennials and, and with that statistic, is that oftentimes we don't realize that there is another day yep. to hold on. Just like you were saying, Connie, hold on. There is another day. Don't give up. Yeah. And I hope yeah. that seeing all of us on this panel, different stages of life shows that we've all been through our own valleys, mm -hmm. but to know that we're still here. Yeah. It's worth living the next yeah. day. It's good. That is so good. I love these personal thoughts. There's going to be more time to share. But let's go now to Joanna Brooke and Steve in Studio C as they share their song and story about the hope of Christ that the Savior of the world is coming. Thanks, Mel. Merry Christmas to you. Merry Christmas yeah. to everybody. Yeah, Merry Christmas. We're talking about hope, this mm. Advent season, this anticipation of yeah. something great coming. Yeah. Uh, and I know, I mean, for a lot of people, we feel like, oh my goodness, we've been talking about Christmas since October. Like, right. surely, <laughs> uh, maybe we're not feeling, we're just like hoping it will end soon. But, but we're talking about hope and why Jesus is our hope. Yeah. And obviously yeah. for a long time before Jesus came, right. people were hoping They're he would arrive. Yeah. yeah. And um, so what's the song that we're gonna sing about that? Well, the song we chose is one that we wrote called Savior of the World. And uh, I remember when we sat down at our piano to, to write this, we thought like, what would it have felt like to be in like that night mm. that Jesus was born, that he arrived, like what do you think the air felt like? And mm. we just felt like, there would have been like expectation and hope yeah. rising in the air. It was just yeah. this feeling of like great expectation. And so, yeah, that uh, from that we wrote Savior of the World. And lift up a hallelujah, a king born in a stable, the greatest joy.
Yeah. So good. I love hey, Christmas so much. I know, me too. And like there's these songs that we sing at Christmas I just want to sing yeah. all the time. You're not allowed though. It's not allowed. <laughs> well, and I know as musicians you probably, I know they're complicated songs, like the traditional ones. So you don't, often, a lot of people say I mean, they, they don't like to be, play yeah. them. It can be, yeah. It can be. But I think it, it's funny we're talking about hope. Like I, do, I am thinking about that. Like in the fall I'm thinking, okay, here comes Christmas. I'm going to have to play those songs. But <laughs> sincerely, that's part of the magic of Christmas, right? Yeah. That you, you're, this expectation that it's coming, right? Yeah. That, and, and that's the story of Christmas, right? This yeah. expectation that the Savior is coming, our hope is coming. Like as a kid, you're hoping for this specific present or whatever, like, and, and you're thinking about it, you're anticipating it, and then this present comes and it's better than you could have ever expected or yeah. imagined. Yeah. And I think that's the story of Christmas, yeah. right? Yeah. I mean, you know, many centuries before Jesus shows up, the Messiah, the promised one. It says in Isaiah chapter nine, like the people walking in darkness have seen a great light on those living in the land of darkness, mm. a light has dawned. Mm -hmm. And then in verse six, for unto us a child is born, a son is given, the government will be on his shoulders and he will be called the wonderful counselor, yes. mighty God, everlasting father, the prince of peace. And yeah. then it goes on and on. This amazing yeah. hope, right. but, but for a, lo a lot of people, uh, then they were waiting, right. it didn't happen yet. And for a lot of people today, mm -hmm. yeah. uh, mm -hmm. they don't know it yet. Right. And so we want to use the songs of Christmas to bring the hope of Christ. That's it. And uh, yeah, we do hope that that will um, be something that you do, that you share the hope of Christmas with someone this week. Back yeah. to you, Mel. Well, thanks, Joanna, Brooke, and Steve for your song and story around hope that the Savior of the world is coming. He is coming. Now, as we gather around the Advent wreath and candles, let us pray and light the first candle of hope as we anticipate and wait for the birth of Christ. Emmanuel, God with us, incarnate taking on flesh, right here, right now. Light in the shadows, flickering yet strong, leading us in the way. We light a candle of hope that we might better see our good shepherd, our with us God, who sits down in our midst and shares our humanity. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Hope, it is indispensable. Uh, Isaiah 9-2, the verse we're chatting about is this verse that's like gold in the middle of dirt because the people have given up. This is one of the things I love about God is he's not a, a hallmark type of God. He's not talking hope to people who already have everything. He's talking hope to people who have lost hope. He's talking to hope of people who are living in darkness who think like, could life get worse than this? Like, are those promises, are those things we had hoped for even possible anymore? That's the kind of God that we're talking about. He's the God of 
hope and hope that's like gritty, hope that's dirty, hope that is Jesus personified really on the cross where it looks like all hope is gone. That's when hope just begins to start to grow. It's that kind of a hope all the way through death, all the way through this idea that we, we can't do it anymore. You know, have you ever been in that situation where you just think like it's done, it's dusted, it's over, the dream is dead, the marriage is dead, the family is gone, my future is not possible anymore. And then God speaks this word, Isaiah 9 two. you know, even though you feel like it's darkness, even though you feel like it might be deadness, even though you feel like there's no hope, guess what? There is something coming still, something growing from the ground. There is still a possibility of life to come. That's what hope is about. That's what the hope of Jesus is about. Jesus is the only guy who could ever say, I've been to the other side of death and guess what exists there now? life in all of its fullness, a gritty, dirty, nasty hope almost that gets inside of us and inside of the ground that grows up through the ground into the possibilities of what could come out of a new life with Jesus. I'm hoping you're gonna get some hope this Advent. Hi, I'm Melinda, host and executive producer of See, Here Love. And today on the show, we're talking about hope that God entering into our human story is a hopeful, hope-filled story for me and you and for the whole world. Well, our world is connected more than ever before, and yet loneliness is at an all-time high. Far too many people suffer from feeling isolated, but it seems especially difficult for young millennial women. And I think that's why my favorite part of the entire See Her Love program is the community it builds. Whether watching the show on TV or reading our blogs or viewing our YouTube videos on your phone or listening to our podcast or connecting with us on social media, See Here Love brings us all together. It intentionally creates a place where you can be seen, heard, and loved. And whether it's hopelessness, loneliness, fear, or shame, or whatever you're dealing with, love covers all of these. Christ's love covers all of these. That is why I'm inviting you to join our community. Our See Here Love community needs you. So become a monthly supporter, a community member, to help ensure that this See Here Love community continues. Your monthly gift of $20 combined with the generosity of others will create a foundation that See Here Love can thrive and continue to build a safe and authentic community, a place where you can be seen, heard, and deeply loved by God. Please give today at seeherelove.com donate. Well, thank you all for being here. What a really special show. Mm -hmm. I loved having you here as we started off and kicked off really the Christmas season and Advent together. And this is beautiful, oh, eh? Everybody gets to be around the table. Well, we just have a few minutes left and I want you all to have just a final takeaway for the person that may be in great despair this Christmas season. What would you say, Linda? I remember when I was probably in my darkest seasons, um, a mantra that would almost uh, keep me going is as long as you have breath, someone told me this, as long as you have breath, you have hope. As long as you have breath, you have hope. So I want anyone who's going through anything this season to know, as long as you have breath, you have hope. Mm, okay. And I was just reminded that, that this Advent wreath and this little ceremony of lighting candles, it's like an oasis of hope mm. in the middle of mm. the Christmas crazy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it just, it's a concrete thing to focus you and remind you that it's not the crazy, it's the Jesus <laughs> of hope in the middle oh, of it. That's good. Yes, good reminder, Connie, thank you. I just encourage people to think back to the times when their prayers were answered and when things uh. did get better and to, and to have the faith and the hope that that will happen again so that in this time of expectation in Advent, you know, what are we expecting to happen and what will happen and how will that change us for the better? Mm. Mm. That's good, mm. thank you, Judith. 
I was thinking about this whole uh, idea of brokenness and the broken world that we're in, and brokenness feels like a soundproof room, like you're screaming and no one can hear you mm -hmm. and you feel overwhelmed. But uh, there is a door in that room. And mm -hmm. the Bible says that Jesus stands at the door. He says, behold, I stand at the door and I knock mm -hmm. and I will come in to anyone that will answer. And so yeah. hope is knocking for someone today. Mm -hmm. And just know that you feel overwhelmed, but hope is right there. Mm -hmm. Open the door. Don't get stuck. Let them in. Love yeah. That. Thank you all. Well, here's my takeaway. My hope that if you who are watching and listening are feeling despair and hopelessness today, that you'll search out and look to Jesus for meaning, for your life meaning, and for hope. To live another day, to get up another day, to serve another day, to find freedom, to forgive, to love yourself and others. Hope in the midst of despair and hope that only Christ can truly give. And as you begin this new journey or pivot back to being with Christ, know that today and every day ahead, you are seen, heard, and deeply loved by God. Bye-bye. And Merry Christmas, you. you all. It's so many hugs. We're all like hugging, 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 all the love. Merry Christmas. <laughs>